You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> I ayahuasca. He's hit and sacked. This time it's Chris Orr, the senior from DeSoto, Texas. Lucky Bob Billion. You're a Packers fan, right? Oh, yeah. I'm about to piss you off. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Happy goo off week. Chris Orr <laughs> is here. Former Badger linebacker, you can hear hear him on Wisconsin College Game Day. Uh, You can hear him uh, with Mr. Irrelevant, Alex Stroh. Chris Orr is all over our airwaves. Chris, thanks for being here. Of course, of course. Thank you, Matt, for missing. I appreciate it, brother. He is out curling. And how (laughs) often in your life, Chris Orr, have you been out on the ice? I got on the ice once in college. Uh... We went with some hockey players, and I got on like the like the assisted board thing, but yeah, it's not my not my forte. Oh, actually, I've been to a couple like darties on the on the lake. Okay, that was cool, but like as far as getting some skates or yeah. curling, yeah, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Plenty of people at <laughs> those darties look like Jordan Love trying to take a QB sneak. I imagine <laughs> stumbling over themselves. That was tough. Yeah, he was just trying to get some momentum going. That's all it was. He, well, he just forgot to tell everyone else what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the scene in Wedding Crashers where uh, Vince Vaughn is yelling, Hot Route! Hot Route! <laughs> At Owen Wilson. And uh, Owen Wilson's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Hot Route! And that's basically what Jordan Love was yelling. And everyone on the offensive line's like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That was, yeah. It, it was just some miscommunication. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if any of us know this, but that could have been – was that their first situ- situation of the season, needing like a quick QB sneak like that? Um, I think so. I mean, obviously, I don't think they needed much against Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jordan Love was the least pressured quarterback in the last two years against Ooh. the Bears. Baker Mayfield might have broken that record yeah, you know, last week because he was standing around you know, slinging the ball all over the field as well. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. Uh, we are live from the Everlight Solar Studio, and I want to talk just a, a tad about last night. And oh. this is an opportunity for Packer fans to, to chime in and, and dunk on the Bears. But what is the most poverty trash franchise right now? The Jets, the Browns, mm. the Bears, and I guess the Cardinals are in the mix there? The Lions are up there. Well, the Lions are uh, winning right now. They're growing though. out they're, of it. They are, but what's like what's like the best the Lions have ever been? Like eleven wins in a season. That's true. Yeah, but Honestly. they had Matthew Stafford at least. Yeah. Like, and Bears, what did they do? They never won a playoff game. True. That's true. I don't know. I, it's I, the Browns. I think it is the Browns. Yeah. But let's let's throw that on the poll in honor of last night's Monday Night Football game. <laughs> uh, which which fan base has it the worst? The Jets, the Browns. The Bears, or you can throw the Lions on there to make it more local. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right, those four. I know yes. our social media queen, Ma- uh, Maddie Hayes, not going to appreciate this poll. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Browns fan. Noted Browns fan, Maddie Hayes. <laughs> that was uh, the Steelers, uh, also Badgers East, Yeah. Uh, came out and put it on them. But I was watching that game and the way they lost, and then I thought of the Jets, you get Aaron Rodgers, Tough. and the blowout. Uh, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers blows out his Achilles, mm. and then you have uh, Justin Fields, who right now, if you're selling stock, you're selling stock on him right now. You're not mm-hmm. all in. Now I think mm-hmm. I would probably vote the the Browns in this case because, like, for an example, right now it's early in the year, but Chicago's trending to have a really good opportunity to have one of the first two overall picks, which allows them mm-hmm. to get one of these two top quarterbacks who are being viewed as premier blue chip prospects. That Damn. wasn't the case last year. I don't know where that'll go, but Cleveland's stuck with Deshaun Watson yeah. and that massive contract. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Detroit, there's no way they're in this conversation. I don't think mm-hmm. so. I wouldn't put them up there. Mm-hmm. And then the Jets, you trade for a quarterback, you get your hopes so high, and then you literally Achilles' heel takes you out, mm. and now you're kind of tied to Zach Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. The team is too good to like lose a ton of games, yeah. so they're probably going to be fifth, sixth pick if they just go with Zach Wilson. Yeah. Maybe they try to get a quarterback. I mean, I'd be calling Kirk Cousins. But 844-770-3776. And maybe it's the Jets if that's their savior is Kirk Cousins. 844-770-3776. 
which 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 fan base has it the worst of these poverty poverty franchises? The Browns, oh. the Jets, the Bears, or the Lions? It's got to be the Browns. It's got to yeah. be the Browns. You talk about ownership, yeah, and don't get me wrong. The, the Packers have owned the Bears, but Steelers yeah, yeah, own, be own the Browns. Like yeah. something severe. It's, it's horrible. And then also, by the way, as a Browns fan. You have to root for Deshaun Watson, and he stinks. Like <laughs> he might be a worse. Uh, you can't say that he is a horrible person who is rivaling <laughs> how horrible he is as a person with his football play. Yeah, he doesn't look good. I I don't know if that fits him though. I feel like that that scheme of being in this super traditional prototypical offense of we're gonna ride our backs and ride this play action pass game. I feel like that doesn't fit him. I agree. I mean, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. There are some quarterbacks out there, like the Packers' offense seems to fit what Jordan Love does mm-hmm. well. Of For sure. hey, just you know, you're not asking to do much of anything. No. Man, Packers haven't asked Jordan Love to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's just get the ball, yep. see it, and rip it. Yep. Well, we're going to scheme guys open. Mm-hmm. And Matt Lafleur, honestly, I think Matt Lafleur is doing a great job for yep. the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. We can get on the play calling or a little bit conservative, but he is doing everything in his power to make Jordan Love's life as easy as possible. Because yeah. Jordan Love has thrown, you know, six touchdowns. He threw for what, a hundred and less than one hundred and fifty yards yep. against Atlanta, and he completes right now about fifty five percent of his passes. So the floor Not is out amazing. there. No, that's it's probably worse than the league as far as a starter. Yeah. So uh, this is, you know, those are college numbers. Like <laughs> you got to get. But what he's doing is he's scheming guys. He's yeah, making Jordan sure. Love's life as easy as possible. Mm-hmm. So right now. Uh, if I'm putting credit, obviously you got to give it to the quarterback. But Matt Lafleur deserves a lot of credit for what he's doing with Jordan Love. For sure. And I don't think a lot of I, I don't think Chicago's doing that with Justin Fields. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do with the Jets. But Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Deshaun Watson. To your point, none of those three guys who all run some sort of version of what the Packers run mm-hmm. on offense seem to fit that mode. Like they'd yeah. almost do better than like what the Bills run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for of sure. just for throw sure. it deep and be yep. a playmaker. Yep, yep. For sure, for sure. I, I think Coach LaFleur has been doing a great job. I think he's doing exactly what he knew he needed to do. I think once they made the decision that, okay, Aaron Rodgers won't be here anymore, he understood that I need to do everything in my power to help Jordan Love. First time, full time starter. I need to help him out as much as possible. And yeah, Chicago's not doing that. Cleveland's not doing that. But at the same time, Cleveland might feel like they don't need to do that because when you pay somebody that much money, they're supposed to make up for where we lack in coaching. Well, and you look at Cleveland and the Jets, the the concern, I guess, the frustration you have there is that those teams are ready to win. Yeah, for sure. And the quarterback is holding them back. Mm Mm-hmm. The Lions again. I don't. I wouldn't put them on this list right now because I think they're going to win the division. Yeah, they're not on that list. And the Bears, though, I mean, best case scenario, Fields played to what they thought he'd be. Mm-hmm. They're probably a six-seven, maybe a ten-win team. I mean, maybe yeah. an eight-win team. Their roster is not what these other ones are. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the Bears didn't see their star running back get his leg snap. Well, I guess nobody saw it, but. Uh, you see videos online of Nick yeah. Chubb's injury. Did you have a problem with that, Chris? Or a defensive player? I've seen some uh, former players coming out saying that mm-hmm. uh, Fitzpatrick from the Steelers shouldn't have gone low. I mean, I don't. Yeah, as a, I don't know what they want guys to do because right. it's getting to the point now where you're saying e- even a running back they're calling targeting or unnecessary roughness on if you make contact with like the head or neck area, and people don't understand that. The last thing, usually when you're about to make a tackle on somebody, the last thing that I see. It's just their body starting to come down. And then once once we make contact, it's wherever we are. Like, I've already set my aiming point. The runner usually lowers their head as well. But I, I've always felt like I would much rather get hit in the chin. I'd much rather get hit in the face than have my knees taken out. And I know a lot of, like, offensive guys feel that way. But at the same time, you can't tell Mika Fitzpatrick, who's <laughs> like 190 probably, to sit there and – you're supposed to form up Nick Chubb. Like, this is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> it's the same way that, like, the new rule of uh, corners can't go low on, like, a pulling guard. I'm like, so you want you want this 5'10", typically 5'10", 185, 190 pound man to take on this 6'8", 340 pound man, mano y mano, <laughs> chin to chin, face to face. Like, bro, he's going to cut him. Like, right. That's, that's what he's going to use. It's the same way, like, a – Running back cutting a DN in pass protection, it's like you don't look at that as dirty or anything like that. As you long as they at, can see it. Yeah, get the job done. And, like, as a running back, you know 
especially Nick Chubb. He knows people are going to come hit him low. Now, it's just unfortunate, but it's part of the game. Like, it is – it's tough, but that that's what it is. Especially with somebody, like, on your back. Usually running backs are, like, fighting for extra yards. And what are you taught? Like, kill the engine. The engine are your legs. So, like – Take his legs out. You know, where, where are you supposed to hit anyone at this That's point? That's what I'm saying. Like, where, I, I, I hate to see those him? knee injuries, Man. but like, uh, it, look, it's better yeah. that happens to his knee than his head. Yeah. Like, whatever the equivalent is yeah. to his head, like, and I feel bad for Chubb, but that's always been part of the game. Mm-hmm. You can go back to Gail mm-hmm. Sayers and people yep. before them. Now, the difference was Gail Sayers, Nick Chubb, this is his second injury. Gail Sayers had one, and that basically was his career. So, I mean, like, yeah. At least now there's surgery better surgery. Is, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is talking about trying to get back from a torn Achilles by yeah, you know by January. That. So yeah. that's a whole other level. 844-770-3776. Our first Iron Jack poll question. Which NFL fan base has it the worst in league history? Right now, 30% of you say the Jets. 30% of you say the Browns. 20% Bears. 20% Lions. On the flip mm. side, we don't need to put another poll up there. But you can chime in. What franchise... Fan base has had it the best. J.J. and Pornette chimes in with, I'd go with the Jets narrowly over the Browns just because of the expectations mm-hmm. uh, this season. He also points out Love is tied to the NFL with TDs. Absolutely. I would say Jordan Love, he just he gives me a strong Brock Purdy vibes. Mm-hmm. With it. But, I mean, like he's more physical, but he's making the plays he's asked to yeah. make. And yeah. those are often first reads, mm-hmm. which... That's not his fault. I mean, yeah, the yeah. offensive line has been given him protection. Mm-hmm. LaFleur's been scheming guys open, so his yeah. first read is open, and he lets it fly, which is exactly what he needs to do. And you can look around the league and see plenty of QBs who can't do that. Yeah, for sure. For so sure. Jordan Love, right now, is already, to me, looks like a guy who he won't be a bust. Now, I don't, I don't see it, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't see him as the next Aaron Rodgers, but could he be the next... Jimmy G, Brock Purdy, Kirk Cousins type court, yeah. Ryan Tannehill, where you can win football games mm-hmm. with, and the right mix. Maybe you get to the Super Bowl, maybe you win yeah. one. Jared Goff got the Super Bowl. Yeah. Could he be that type of guy? Absolutely. For sure. And if you pay him the right amount of money, you can build a hell of a team around mm-hmm. him. Again, I've said this before, uh, Chris. I think the 49ers are trying. Excuse me. I think the Packers are trying to build the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. They're it, trying to get Taylor. Yeah. Taylor could have been their McCaffrey. Yeah. Jones yeah. is at this year. Yeah. So. No, no, it makes sense. There's, yeah, essentially there's like two models to follow. Either you follow the model of the Chiefs, essentially, where you have your star quarterback, you have your elite quarterback, maybe you surround them with one other uh, star offensive guy, and the, the, everybody else is kind of just some prove-it guys or, or some young rookies. Or you go on the flip side and, and you take the San Francisco route of just getting all-stars everywhere on the field and – you can win with a quarterback as long as you have elite elite level coaching and as long as he executes, you'll be fine. Like you can win a lot of games. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Asking you which franchise has it the worst right now. We have now the Lions have taken the lead. That's as the, crazy as the as the worst. Well, it is league history. So, but I, I mean, I'm sorry, the Lions at least have hope this year. Yeah. These other three franchises, their seasons might be cooked already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're cooked. I mean, even if you just look historically, like. <clears throat> It's the Browns. Like, your organization, your original organization got up and left and yes. went to Baltimore, and they're doing better. Yeah. <laughs> they're doing well, better. Well, that's the thing. Flip, <laughs> the, flip the script on it. Some yeah. of the best franchises to be a fan of mm-hmm. have got to be the Ravens. Yep. you got to have the Steelers. Yep. The, the 49ers. Yep. The, the Packers are in there as well. Yep. Patriots. Patriots. Patriots, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Patriots. Uh, and for so, sure. like, those come to mind. Yeah. Look, yeah. It's, it's not that bad to be a Cowboys fan. They've no, at least, it's not. They're regularly making the yeah. playoffs, yeah. and they have won Super Bowls. And most, I mean, obviously, the younger fans haven't had it, but, like, yeah. There's still plenty of fans. Mm-hmm. If you're my age, you saw the Cowboys win a lot of Super yeah, Bowls and yeah. the team stay relevant. <laughs> yeah, so you saw a lot of success. It's, it's not the, the worst setup there. Seattle's had it pretty good. Yeah. Uh, especially since Pete Carroll. Especially for a newer yeah. age. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so there have been some franchises that are really up there. Mm-hmm. I would say that right now, I was off the top of my head over the last 25 years, I'd go Packers, mm-hmm. 49ers, Steelers, and maybe the Ravens, and obviously the Patriots. So those yeah. are the top five. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, 49 You said 49ers in there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's a good list. Yeah. Top five. They that's haven't gotten list. a Super Bowl, but they've gotten to a, a couple now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They got to one with Jimmy G, one with uh, Kaepernick. Yeah. They, they've had sustained success. They're, they're always competing. Yes, they're they, a model mm-hmm. organization. They are. For sure. And for sure. uh, that's, that's, a, that's a fun one uh, to root for. The Adam Madison chimes in with Arizona. We considered putting them on there. We put on Detroit instead. That was a Wollersheim pick as he is wearing Detroit colors. Do you just feeling. 
Uh, Primetime Wollershine behind the glass. You have uh, uh, the Lions. No, this was for my guy Bryce Young last night. He didn't get it done against the Saints, but what's uh, what's uh, what's your height and weight? My height and weight, yes. uh, about six one one seventy five. So I think I am, might be bigger than Bryce Young. Am I? <laughs> no, we're you're close, taller. right? You're yeah, definitely taller and a little bit lighter. So you're going to be yeah. a little more slight. Like honestly, like I am. Bryce Young. Like, if you looked at it right now, <laughs> I have six feet, 195 pounds, and I, I mean, forgetting my age, I couldn't take this. I mean, this is, oh. I'm slight. Like, you could not yeah. take a beating. I am in the best shape I've been in my life, though. Thanks to the friends at Carbon World Health. I take semi-glutide. Uh, that helped me get to my weight loss gains. Obviously, I work out there regularly. I, I talk to the nutritionist there. They have the, the recovery with the cryo and the red light therapy. All those things help make Carbon World Health the right choice for me in getting the strength and weight loss goals that I'm looking for. Go talk to Dr. Nash Rodriguez. Ask about the six-week experience. Uh, this is Rutledge Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, Roger Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Mountains are blue. Prime time. You know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. Did we get back to record that? We did. I just, there was a lot going on. Pretty sure I didn't have time to get in there. That's Jay. fine. I just wanted to know if that was something we had set aside for Matt Hamilton. He's out. It's goo week, which means Chris Orr is in the building, in for Matt Hamilton, as Matt Hamilton is curling. Actually, Matt is probably on his way to the airport. Because I think his flight leaves at six, which realistically yeah. out of Madison, he could have done like an hour and a half of the show. Yeah. Because like yeah. he, sure. he could show up to Madison sure. Airport for with like sure. ten minutes, for you're, sure. you're fine. Basically a bus you're station. Fine. Yeah, like there's no real like the TSA takes like five minutes. Yeah. Take your yeah. shoes off, you're good. It's yeah. glorious. It's worth the extra money to fly out of Madison and it not is. have to deal it's with amazing. any of that. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It, I love it. I, West Palm was one like that as well. Mm. Like, down in West oh, Palm, yeah, you could the smaller airport. Those smaller airports are Yeah, smaller airports are amazing. Yeah, I mean, you're honestly just you're paying for the TSA pre-check because in your ticket you don't have to actually have it to fly yeah, out yeah, of those no, airports. No, no. There, uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton, uh, Jim Rutledge, Chris Orr with you. Get into the show eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Matt Hamilton is out, and he will tell you about the lineys he likes after this segment here. But we are still going to play what Matt missed the Chris Orr edition. <laughs> Context is important. Oh, man. Except when you're an Olympic gold medalist. Honestly, I have no idea who it is. Here we go, yo. Obviously, he's talking about, um, maybe. It's time for What Matt Missed on Rutledge and Hamilton. All right, Chris, I talked to you about it a little bit during the break, but we like to play audio clips of relevant sports topics for Matt Hamilton noted. Not really someone who pays attention to sports Casual sports fan. Casual sports fan <laughs> who just hosts a sports radio show. But anyways, uh, we like to play some clips for him, see if he knows who's t- who, what they're talking about and who's speaking. But we don't provide the context. So mm. I'll go ahead and play this first one for you. I will say it came from earlier this morning. That's the only context okay. I'll give you. 50% of your offense, that is a huge, a monumental loss. We'll leave it there. How about Jonathan what? Taylor? How about Jonathan Taylor? Oh, my gosh. Well, go I know. Get him. Well, what's our, what earth is going to make you give up to get him, though? What is earth going to make you give up to get him, though? And remember, they already gave us Just three first-round Just give us Amari Cooper. You know? That's no problem. Give us Amari Cooper. No problem. No, give us him. We'll take, uh, we'll take Brownie really? the Elf. All right, Chris. There are, a few, <laughs> there are a few voices there, but can you say who's talking there? Who's the main voice? And mm-hmm. then what's he talking about? Uh, Shannon Sharp, Stephen A., and... Uh, Pat McAfee talking about the Browns losing Nick Tubb and needing a running back. Correct. Calling JT up. What do you think about that? Getting JT to the Browns? I don't like JT to the Browns. I want JT to go somewhere if if he ends up still leaving Indianapolis. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to go somewhere where he'll have like the Christian McCaffrey effect. Like you're you're the chain you're the game changer that can push us over push us over the edge. I would love to see him in Baltimore. 
Baltimore. Oh, replace J.K. Dobbins, the guy yeah. who got drafted ahead that's, of him. That's where I love to see him. At, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. And you could have uh, Taylor and Melvin. Melvin's been active. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. throwback. Sign yeah. James White out of retirement. Bring back the whole <laughs> three horsemen. Yeah, Monte was just cemented into the uh, or minted into the Hall of Fame for the Badgers. Yeah. So yeah, you could run it back. At least have them on the sidelines so they can do their their dance on the sideline together uh, when they get a touchdown there. That'd but be perfect. That would be dope. All right, what's next? All right, Chris, we got the next one coming out. This is a, uh, I'll say, this is a quick film breakdown. I won't say who it's from or who it's about, though. Uh-oh. Like, just get, like, no tight end can block you if you're a stealer linebacker. It's just oh, a rule of thumb. You just can't let it happen. No tight end can block you. It's just a rule. Like, so you get a tight end here, just get rid of them. Just dish them. Take them out. Monday night trash. <laughs> and then get up, dust yourself off, and go back and do it again. That's a steal away. He's going to be a good football player. All right, Chris, who is that talking and who's he talking about? That's Baldy doing his breakdown. Uh, that's on Nick, right? Yeah, that is correct. That yeah, is Brian yeah, Baldinger yeah. of yeah. NFL Network and a few yeah. other places. Speaking about Nick Herbig, mm-hmm. he had a pretty good highlight from last night's mm-hmm. game where he just shoves a linebacker into the running back. The mm-hmm. Whoever the backup was behind Nick Chubb mm-hmm. just absolutely dominated him. Mm-hmm. It, it, really it, is, it really is Badgers East out there yeah, for, for, their, sure. for, for Pittsburgh. Sure. They for got sure. him. They had TJ Watt, who mm-hmm. just had a stud performance. Isaiah Loudermilk. Loudermilk. And then there's... Keanu. And Keanu. Yeah. He was rocking a big purple sweatshirt to the game yesterday. I saw that. Oh. <laughs> he, what is he trying to say? Trade him to the Ravens? Oh, I hope not. A little, That's a big rivalry. A little wide receiver mentality there? <laughs> I don't think that was what he was doing there. If you want to start uh, that kind of mess, you can answer to him on that thing. <laughs> yeah, be careful. Keanu, a heavyweight state, state heavyweight champion. He still got it. Oh yeah, I've seen him in here a few times before. I know not. He's probably the last guy I'd want to mess with, <laughs> even even less than Nick Herbig. But I'll play this next clip for you. Somebody who uh, been messing with a lot of people recently, but he had a pretty special appearance this past Sunday. I'll tell you that. See if you know who it is. Now that you're a Power Five guy, mm-hmm. who's the best coach in college football today? Let me see. Let me see a mirror so I can look at it. <laughs> <laughs> you feel that? You think I'm gonna sit up here and tell you somebody else? You think you think that's the way I operate? That somebody else got that on me? Chris, who is that? That's Prime Time. That's Coach Prime. Do you believe? Was that in the 60 Minutes? Wow, yes, that was. I didn't, I didn't I didn't, see it, but I know he was doing it. I, I didn't see it, though. I thought the 60 Minutes one would get you, honestly. Oh, yeah? I, I guess I did give away Sunday, but yeah, yeah, 60, yeah he really has become just an absolute, like, not, oh, yeah, he was obviously sure. an icon before, but, like, mm-hmm. the story of him, Colorado, what they've done so far, mm-hmm. it is, like, it has transcended just the mm-hmm. sports world. It is, like, Good Morning America talks yeah. about this. I think I think what, what I love that he's doing – is he's changed the narrative on uh, players becoming coaches. Because I know a lot of people used to talk trash about players coaching and basically saying that you would just be saying, like, especially somebody as legendary as Coach Prime, but saying, like, well, you should just do this because I did it like this. And thinking that those type of players uh, just used all athleticism. I I think he's shining a light on how how much brains go into playing football at any level. And um, you can coach. If you can play it, you – Majority of the time, you can coach. Majority of the time, I say. Primetime doesn't mess up on anything. I mean, yeah. Yeah. he was the first player ever. Uh, with the Yankees, he hit a home run, and then on his debut with the Falcons, returned yeah. a punt for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah that's dope. Uh, was the fifth overall pick. I saw something, I think, mm. out of the 60 Minutes thing, where he sat down with the Giants in the middle of the conversation. He said, what pick do you have? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they said, he goes, oh, we're not I won't talking. be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and laugh. So great. But it is really something amazing mm-hmm. to see him back it up. And For he sure. has done yeah. it every, you know, as an athlete, mm-hmm. and he has done it as a coach now. Yeah. And the thing that I love about him is that he draws a lot of attention to himself, mm-hmm. but he seems to spend a lot of time building up his players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's the one going out of his way, which then his player is following his example as well. Mm-hmm. Hunter yep. from Colorado yep. has gone out of his way to not – Demonize and ask people to apologize or not apologize, but forgive and and not get on the Colorado State player who gave him a cheap shot, a lacerated his liver, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. But he's gone out of his way, and so is Dion saying he's a young man. He made a mistake. Yeah, we do not need to go to the levels that some of you are going. So, Dion, yeah. for all his bravado, is also I think very old school, Chris. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Even all that other stuff, man. I, uh, it's just the uh, 
it's the double-edged sword of the world we live in now with like social media and everything yeah. you can talk to so many people when like majority of the time a lot of these people i'm like bro if you if you saw me to my face you wouldn't even say that no, you know you no wouldn't way. say that bro if we were in a room by ourselves you know you wouldn't say that to me looking me in my eyes and you know you wouldn't want to fight me or anything mm -hmm. so like stop I don't get why people do that either. I, I don't get it either. Hide behind keyboards. I'm like, why don't you just actually, especially in the world we live in now, you probably make a lot of money off of it. Why don't you just ask them to a fight? Yeah, why don't you just do that? Match? Yeah, why don't yeah. you just fight them? Yeah. yeah. Do you believe? Well, uh, I got one more for you guys here. Quick one. Um, this it came out this morning. I'll give you that. Uh -oh. Let's see if you can guess who it is and where he's from. John. 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 You ain't going to see me in Pittsburgh ever again i don't care if they play the super bowl here i am done i am done coming to this town i am done going to that stadium i am done walking home with those fans i am done i don't know what it is i don't know whether you believe in curse i'm a i'm sicilian we call it the maloik okay the maloik is on the browns here man Chris, uh, obviously that, a Cleveland fan. Is that, you know who it is? Is that Tariq? That is not Tariq. <laughs> that is not Tariq Salah. That is Tony Rizzo from ESPN Cleveland. Oh, man. I thought that was Tariq. Video you kind of sound like Tariq. Uh, well, but, Tariq did play for the Browns. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he knows all about that Maloik. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was great. And, uh, yeah, that game, look, I thought yeah. the Browns were going to win it. Yeah. Uh, when they got oh, that yeah. uh, the touchdown to put him up, and like, is I think Tomlin might be. So, a side note, maybe the best coach in the NFL. I mean, you go Belichick. I guess outside of Bill Belichick, he's like up there with Pete Carroll. I would say too similar, just like consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always gets his guys ready. Yeah, he to play. won with yeah. like, and I know Russ. Like he was winning with Ben Roethlisberger regularly. Yeah. Ro yeah. Oh, what are you trying to say about Big Ben? Big he Ben was, was nice. He, he was, was good. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't as good as Russ. He's yeah. Probably, yeah. He's like. He's going to be a Hall of Famer yeah. because of his rings. I would compare Big Ben to like Eli Manning. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He's just a bigger, he's stronger like, Eli. Yeah, yeah he's like Eli. Yeah, that's <laughs> he's like a Eli. Pretty darn good franchise quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good quarterback. No, I agree, yeah. but he's not like, you know, again, you can look at, and I've had this conversation before. You look at the Packers and what they've done with two elite quarterbacks, a Hall mm -hmm. of Fame top 10 quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. You look at the Steelers. Uh, how much of a different, like, obviously Roethlisberger is better than Flacco, but in their primes, yeah. probably not that. Yeah. He just had a longer prime or a longer run. So, to me, the, what the Ravens have done, what the Steelers have done, yeah. and some of those teams without that premier yeah. quarterback is more impressive because it's hard yeah. to win like that. For yeah. sure. What the Niners do with Purdy, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And they He's, did with Jimmy G and Kaepernick. Like Those are fine quarterbacks, but yeah. not, not elite. Yeah. He's in that tier of, like, I would say it's Tomlin, Harbaugh, John Harbaugh. Yes, Harbaugh. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and Pete Carroll. I would say. Andy, it's where's tough Andy to Reid falling there, too, though? I would put. So if I was doing tiers, I would go Andy Reid and Coach Belichick are on the same tier. I would put them okay. on the same tier. So they're like 1 1. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would put them in the same tier. And maybe you give Coach Belichick just the edge right now just because of the rings. I like, yeah. can't really argue that. But at the same time. I think what allows Coach Reed to be on that same tier is because he's had success multiple places. But also, I think Tom Brady's success post New England hurts Belichick a little bit. Not not a not a lot, not a lot, but just a just a little bit. I think it bumps him a little bit. And then I will go Harbaugh, Tomlin, Carroll in the next tier. Okay. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt.
Hamilton continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. We're talking David Bakhtiari. Chris Orr is what I want to talk about next. Grass versus turf. Mm. Chris Orr, Jim Rutledge with you. I get into the show, 844-770-3776. Primetime Wallace behind the glass. And uh, we did have a few people chiming in. Daryl and Deerfield chimed in. Brock Purdy takes offense to that comparison. For one, he hasn't lost a regular season game. That was me comparing Jordan Love to Brock Purdy. Mm. Sadler of the Pat McAfee Show chimes in. To me, it's the Cleveland Browns. We are asking you which franchise fan base has it the worst right now. The Browns, the Lions, the Bears, or the Jets. Right now, the Browns have a slight lead. And then we also had Yard Possible from Lake Mills chime in. For some reason, I've been a fan of the Cardinals since 1999. They have been any relevant for years. So they need to get rid of uh, Murray. He runs around too much, fumbling the ball. Uh, he carries like a loaf of bread. So. I mean, but the Cardinals, they were in the Super Bowl when uh, when Pittsburgh won their Super Bowl. Yeah, Kurt Warner. Was, yeah, yeah, it wasn't too long ago. Yeah. I mean, it was a while ago. But not. But it's got to be the Browns. They, they've been... They haven't been good forever. One, two. You take this quarterback that got into all this trouble, <laughs> and you pay him an absurd amount of money. You piss off all the other GMs in the league by how much you paid them. It's got to be Brown. The Matt Hamilton chimes in on social, asks the question: No Vikings? Like that's just being a hater. <laughs> that's like I'm bad. sorry. That's being a hater. Because that's being a hater. Uh, and then also Eric chimes in the Green Bay Packers, but uh, you when you look at it with the Vikings. Like they've won a lot of games. They haven't had a Super Bowl. Yeah. But yeah. They, they've won a lot of games. So it's it's, it's, it's not, not the, the war. I mean, it's not even close to those other it's teams. It's not the Vikings. I mean, the Vikings booty, are not in the conversation <laughs> with Chicago, the, the Jets, or I mean the Jets had the butt fumble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's tough. But they got they got Darrell Revis. They did yeah, and they had moments. Yeah. The Bears yeah. had moments. Bears got to the Super Bowl. They had yeah. one of the best defenses uh, defenses, basically Ravens, eighty five Bears, and then that Bears team that took Rex Grossman yeah. to the Super Bowl are some of the best defenses we've seen. So they've had ups and downs. They lost. Yes, it was frustrating losing the NFC championship game, but they got to the NFC championship yeah. game with Cutler and lost. So they've gotten to spots, they've made the playoffs. They won the division with Matt Nagy that wasn't that long ago. So the Browns to me have it worse. The Jet like these yeah. teams have little flashes. Yeah. The Lions, I guess, have not. But the Vikings have been consistently, honestly, it's usually the Vikings or the Packers that win the division. Yeah. Usually mm-hmm. the Packers, but uh, otherwise I would say number two is the Vikings and then the Bears mixed in in front of the Lions. Getting to David Bakhtiari, though. Daniel Sloth chimes in. Do you think he's doing this as far as sitting out that Atlanta game and maybe sitting out games uh, with turf because he wants to be traded? Uh, he wanted to be a Jet before the season started and to go play with Rodgers. And he said that basically uh, Rodgers wouldn't be hurt if Bakhtiari was playing. For the Jets right now. Ooh. Now that was an old ass tackle out there Dwayne trying to Brown, do a cut. Co- yeah. yeah, a couple lock. He's darn near forty. Not yeah. that uh, Bakhtiari is a spring chicken. Yeah. But first, Chris, I want to get your thoughts on how much does this grass versus turf affect the players? And do you mm-hmm. think this will be a a sticking point in the next negotiations? Yeah, it, it definitely. <laughs> what, what everybody's saying is true. Like it definitely affects the players a lot because when you're doing your offseason training and all of that. All you're training for is how can I – if I'm trying to get faster or more explosive, you're training for how much more force I can put into the ground. So how much, however much force I put into the ground, the springier I am, the faster I am, the more explosive I am. So that's what you work on. When you're on the grass, there's no give to that. So the force that you put into the ground comes shooting right back up your leg really rigid, whereas on grass – the, when you put your cleats into the ground, the surface gives a little bit. So it's more of a fluid exchange as far as your body taking and uh, giving force. So it's definitely a difference. You definitely notice it when you cut a lot on turf. Your knees are definitely achy. Because when you're on turf, you can you literally can make unrealistic cuts. You can make unrealistic cuts because the surface does not give at all. There's no give to it. Like, even if you take Aaron Rodgers' situation, it rained in that game. Had that have been grass on that field, his 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 feet were on the balls of his feet where he was uh, planted, probably give some, and his feet probably just slip under him. Instead of his toes, his toe box where he was had his cleats into the ground, not moving at all, and basically putting all the tension on his Achilles, which made it pop. Like it is true, it is true. Granted, he was getting tackled and like he got his foot up under him. But on grass, especially after raining like it did that night, it's almost like it was almost like a perfect example to just show the NFL like, hey, 
And it's a big wake-up call for the NFL because the NFL hates it when their star players get hurt. That is a that is definitely a real thing, especially a quarterback. And that's the part that's surprising to me that the NFL, uh, these owners, the franchises mm-hmm. are worth billions, yep. and these players are the product. Mm-hmm. And at some point, and I honestly think the the owners are fine with it. They just don't want to lose the negotiating point. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so that's what they want to keep on. Mm-hmm. That like they're honestly keeping it for that. But at some point, yeah. it just makes more sense monetarily to be like, you know what? For the good yeah. of it all, we'll phase these out mm-hmm. over the next few years. Well, the thing is, I think a lot of the owners. Well, th- these are the two sides. The players are like, okay, you're preaching player safety, but player safety is more than just concussions which is like the main focus when people hear player safety. That's all they think about is concussions. Grass will definitely increase the length of your career for sure, just doing it, being on grass all the time, especially on a game day where you naturally make more uh, unrealistic cuts and harder cuts, harder plants, whatever. Majority of NFL teams practice on grass anyway. Like majority of everybody practices on grass. So there's an understanding that this is better for your body anyway. If it wasn't the case, everybody would have turf. Two, uh, I think that a lot of owners want to keep the turf because a lot of football stadiums double as uh, concert uh, arenas. Uh, you can you can have some college games there. Uh, I played in high school games at Cowboy Stadium, so you can do all of that in the same week. I could have a high school game on Friday, a college game on Saturday, and then an NFL game on Sunday if I have turf. Whereas if it's grass, that grass is going to be beat up. I'm going to have to spend some more, a little more money to get some fresh grass in here if I want to continue to do all of those things. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But for everybody out there listening, you should be on the player side. You should be on the player side, no matter where you work, even if you're working at Walmart. This would be like me telling you that 10 minute lunch break that they're giving you is more than enough. You need to be thankful for Wally, your CEO of Walmart, that's allotted you those 10 minutes because that's what you're doing when you root (laughs) against the players in these negotiations like. You need to know that even with Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson and all these quarterbacks getting these crazy contracts, that is 48% of the NFL's money. And that's spread across every single player and coach in the league, 48%. The other percentage is the owners. They're getting, they're already getting more. So, like, you think that these players are <laughs> – Yes, you're living life. Like, don't get me wrong. Yes, they're living life. But it's still the same situation. It's just on a different scale. More people watch football. Football makes more money than, I don't know, whatever company. So, yeah, that's why the, that's why the paychecks are bigger. But it's the same thing, man. I'm yeah. not going to cheer for your big corporation over you. I'm 100% with you. I never get under this, like, whatever the situation is where people are trying to watch yeah. someone else's pocketbook. No, make more money. You know who's not <laughs> in your favor? The CEOs of large corporations. I'm yeah. not talking about the medium or even mm. large business owners or you know small business owners. Yeah, they seem to genuinely care about their employees right. because it is far more of a personal interaction. Mm-hmm. But these large corporations, which is what the NFL is the equivalent of, mm-hmm. they, they're not for you. They have sure. nothing to do with you. They would interchange <laughs> you in a heartbeat, yeah. and you should be rooting for anyone out there to be getting paid. Because honestly, what is probably happening, I don't know for sure, but I would imagine the players, at best, at best, are getting the same percentage of pay of what the owners are making that you are, what your, the oh, owners of sure. your company are making if you're working yeah. for a large mm-hmm. corporation. I'm not talking about, again, the small or medium or even large regional business owners. I'm talking about these giant corporations yeah. out there. Most of them don't care about you. Most of them are going out of the way to make sure that they are getting mm-hmm. their top-level people money at the expense of you. So for you should sure. not be rooting against the players because they're you in this scenario. Yes. The players are not getting... Most of these players are not getting their cut of what the NFL is raking in. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at what these things are, are making, what these teams are making, and what they're raking in uh, with the money, with the the deals on the contracts and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The players are getting pittance. Yeah, it just looks like a lot, and the NFL uses that against the players yes. over and over and over again. We should all be rooting for people of us, yeah. all the listeners, almost all of us. Yeah. Including small and medium business owners and even the regional business owners, we're all in the same boat. Yes. Someone else is trying to screw us by taking more money mm-hmm. than they deserve, and we're the ones doing the work. So you should be there for the players in this scenario. Uh, TJ from the road chimes in. Uh, he would have voted for the Jets as the saddest franchise because mm-hmm. uh, Rodgers broke their heart. Daniel Sloth chimes in. Maybe Arizona had it right 
with the rolling out the grass, rolling the grass yeah. back in. Look, grass isn't perfect. Chicago cannot figure out the grass. Guys go down left and right there. But yeah. the difference is it's sloppy play, but players aren't getting hurt. Mm-hmm. And so, again, mm-hmm. even players are falling, all those sorts of things, mm-hmm. and they're, they're not getting hurt. Let's also not forget that there's probably, just in the, the way the world works, kickbacks or incentives to these teams from the turf companies to keep that turf in. Mm -hmm. And you're not asking for it in college because that's a major expense for college. Mm -hmm. But these NFL teams can get it done. Yes. And they can afford it. And it's better for everyone, including the Mm -hmm. fans, but also the players. It would reduce, if if you care about concussions, you got to go back to grass. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Brett Favre had his career ended by Corey Wooten because Wooten tackled him on Minnesota's turf that mm. at that point didn't have the heated in the, into there. Mm. So he, like, bit, what, broke a bone and knocked him out with a concussion mm. because mm-hmm. he hit that was essentially cement at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So too many players are having their careers ended with this scenario. But I want to ask you, 844-770-3776, is David Bakhtiari being a good Packer if he's skipping games based off the turf? Ah. <sighs> That's tough. That's tough because he's had a lot of injuries. Um, it's tough to know if that's like why he's sitting out. That's probably the toughest part. But under the assumption that that is why he's sitting out, I think it's more so. I don't necessarily think it's anything against the Packers. I think it's more so him because he's been very vocal about the turf and grass stuff. I think it's more so him kind of trying to wake up the league. And I, I think he might even be trying to start some type of a movement amongst some players and basically saying, like, let's start sitting out these turf games until we start getting more grass. But the only issue with that is, like, not everybody's in the same position you're in, brother. <laughs> so, so let's put not it like be this. sitting out. 844-770-3776. Would you have a problem with a player sitting out games that are not on grass? Eight four. Iron Jack poll question yep. number two. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Would you have a problem with a player sitting out games that are not on grass? Mm. Yeah, I think question. it's safe to say Bakhtiari might be trying to start a movement. He's a Colorado guy. He just he just loves that grass. <laughs> <laughs> it was right there, guys. It was, I was trying to get in for the last five minutes. <laughs> 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 At Canopy Wealth Management, they take the time to truly get to know and understand the dynamics of your values, goals, and plans for your family. No family fits a generic mold. Neither should your financial plan. At Canopy, their clients' financial goals are something they're constantly striving to help reach maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals, and they work towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to Canopy-Wealth.com to get started with them today. That's Canopy-Wealth.com. This is Rutledge Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Rona chimes in. I hope Bach is setting a bad example for someone like Jenkins. Jenkins likely missing the game. I do not think Ooh. Jenkins is missing the game for the same reason. Nah. Shout out to Jake and Edgerton for our daily Roman Empire reference. Did we get one yesterday, Ryan? You were in charge of the talking text line. Did we get one yesterday? There was no Roman Dynasty talk ah, on yesterday's show, man. but thank you for chiming in today. Who was it? Uh, Jake and Edgerton. The uh, dynasty is not over! <laughs> The dynasty lives on, guys. No need to be a gladiator out there with this uh, with his guys. Dude needs to play. Uh, the Adam Madison chimes in. He's only upset if they're on my fantasy team. We did ask the question <laughs> eight four, which I I get uh, eight four four seven. I mean, I don't really get, but at the same time, it's always an extra kick in the pants. When it's like, oh, my team lost, and uh, I went zero for three in fantasy. Like it's just an extra <laughs> little uh, kick. Uh, so we're asking you eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. As an NFL fan, would you have a problem with any player who chooses to sit out of games to sit out games that mm. are on turf? Uh, right now, sixty-six percent of you say 
Yes, uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. He's Chris Orr. I'm Jim Rutledge uh, filling in for Matt Hamilton. Chris has played on turf. He's played in the NFL. He's been around, guys. And, and primetime will shine behind the glass. Uh, get into the show, 844-770-3776. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. As a fan, would you have a problem with any player who chooses to sit out a game because it's played on turf? I'll ask you, Chris, as a player. Mm-hmm. Especially, let's look at Bakhtiari. Mm-hmm. Bakhtiari is a vet. Yep. He's been in this league. He's got the, the the pelts on the wall, as they say. He's 31 years old, has had a lot of knee issues. Mm-hmm. I would imagine as a player, it's a little bit individual. That mm-hmm. depends on the person. And, mm-hmm. and I guess I didn't play. Bakhtiari is a guy that from afar, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah. This dude's barely practicing. Mm-hmm. His knee has been wrecked. If right. this what if this what gets them through the season, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You definitely have – there's some vests like that probably on every team. And what people don't know, you know, you probably just see him missing a lot of camp practices or just practices in general. And people might be thinking that it's like low management. But what you might not know is like, yeah, man, his knee probably got inflamed or whatever from whatever we're doing the week before. Or he can't take uh, X amount of snaps because he's already had three or four knee surgeries. And, yes, that does add up even though you do all the training and he's probably going there in the morning doing rehab and staying late after for rehab. Like a lot of people don't see that, but his teammates definitely will see that. And if that's what it takes in order for us to have him as a team, you know, when we really need him, once we get into the meat and potatoes of the season and trying to make a playoff push, then you're probably fine with it as a teammate. That's the, that's the thing that's missing usually when you hear, when people hear about a lot of these reports is that, Behind the scenes, like, he's not just, oh, I'm not coming in right. for this week because my knee hurts. I'm just going to ice it all week. Like, no, he's – you probably spend more time in the facility when you're hurt or missing out than you do when you're actually playing, if I'm, if I'm being completely honest, because you're coming in before, especially a vet like him, he's coming in before doing his rehab. Then he's still going to meetings because he's a leader on that O-line. He's got to help out the young guys, especially if it's somebody that's going to be making their first start with him being out whatever the case is, making sure they're on the same page, helping out at practice while still doing some rehab on the side probably. After practice, he's still going to the same meetings and then staying after to do more rehab. And then probably when he gets home, he probably are, he probably has his own masseuse or, or whatever. And, yes, a lot of people actually in the NFL have their own, like, masseuse, chiropractor, uh, dry needling, and IV or whatever, come to their house and work on them sometimes. It, it's just the way We saw it that in the Netflix. In the Netflix thing with uh, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's and, a lot of And that. Pat Mahomes has his own kind of trainer yeah. who does a little extra stuff yeah. with. So. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's Mark- not weird that uh, I guess it's weird to bring this up, but Deshaun Watson oh. was not unique. A lot of guys had their own. Right. Deshaun Watson's problem was of them, his crime. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they don't rotate through yeah. 60 yeah. of them. Yeah. Usually, they don't find them on Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might have one East Coast guy or whatever, and then a West Coast maybe, or North South, whatever, depending on where you are. But, yeah, yeah, he, he's putting a lot of work in to try to play. You always try to play. Everybody's trying to play, for sure. 844-770-3776. Our second Iron Jock poll question is, would you have a problem uh, if any player decided to sit out for games that are on turf? 59% of you say, yes, you that's have tough. a problem with that. See, that's weird because, like, nobody's sitting out. Nobody's just sitting out. Just I just cannot picture him. I can't picture him during the season wanting to sit out just because you're playing on turf. Like I just can't see it. majority of football players, period, like you you don't you don't want to you don't want to sit out a game, period. You don't want to sit out a game. During at your all. time in the league, Chris, with the mm-hmm. Panthers, did you play with anyone else who was similar to that where he just was a little too worn down physically and just couldn't play a full um, season? yeah, we had a few guys like uh Russell Okun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was pretty beat up. Uh, another lineman, left tackle, Yeah, right? another lineman. It's pretty common for the yep. linemen, too. Especially when the linemen, once they get, like, older in their career, because, like, yeah, they're, like, bigger humans, just genetically. They were made to be that big. But at the same time, they still have to eat a lot and do a lot to maintain that weight. Like, it's not natural for you to just be 6'4", 350, walking around every day walking up and down the stairs of the facility hurts their knees so yeah for sure we had guys like that tahir uh whitehead he was a linebacker with me 
Uh, shout out Tahir, man. Shout out OG. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Tahir, he he had to be into the facilities three hours before we had to be there, and he stayed three hours after just getting worked on just to make it through practice. Like not wow. not even talking about a game, but to make it through that day of practice, and that that's just what happens. You definitely accum- accumulate those injuries and. It's not like basketball. There's no there's no load management in football. Like usually in football, depending on your position, one O line definitely is one of them. They don't. There's no excuse for you being hurt. Okay, you pulled your hamstring or you tore your hammy off the bone. Can you still set and can you still run block? Oh, all right, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, it's gonna hurt, but we'll tape it up. And man, O linemen are like the warriors of the team. They yeah. they play through. Just about anything, and if they can't play, you know, okay, this is this might actually be kind of bad. Like if he's not playing, <laughs> this might actually be bad. Like, yeah, O, o- linemen are definitely the true gladiators on the team. So, you, it, it's hard for me to imagine he's just sitting out solely because of the turf. Because usually football players, like you've been doing this your entire life. This is the thing that people got to understand about football is there's a difference from all right, you played Little League or you started playing in junior high, whatever. You play Little League. You've been playing your entire life. You go to college and you play. Now you're 22, and this is what you spent majority of your time focusing on, trying to hone your technique, get your body in the best shape possible, whatever the case is. And you're giving your all to that. You don't really have time to focus on anything else, like – I can't sit here and say like, oh, like yeah, I've I've done enough. Even as a 31 year old him himself, he can't sit there and say, oh, I've done enough. Like, it'll be okay for me to miss some games. It'll be okay if this is my last year playing. Because you can't think like that. Or that's usually when the injuries happen. And two, even if you play for a while, you retire and you're like 31, and you're behind no matter what other what what other industry you're trying to explore post your playing career, you're behind. So you have no choice but to put your all into your plan like you have no choice but to do that that's why i just it's hard for me to imagine that's why he's sitting out but at the same time i could see it because of how much of a leader he is for the league period as far as like making a stand but typically that's what you see in like the offseason like i remember after my rookie year in 2020 going into the 2021 season we used to get on like pa calls and people would be talking about sitting out of otas for uh I even I don't even remember the reason, but like sitting out of OTAs and then you had the dilemma of yeah this like top three percent of the league you can do that and Bakhtiari is definitely one of them he can sit out and the Packers aren't going to cut him or anything like that but for everybody else you can't do that and him being a leader on the team he knows people are looking to him and he knows he can't just be like um I'm just not going to play he's definitely hurting some bit. He's Chris Orr. I'm Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.